you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host and friend, Cherry Golightly. As a quick disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist, psychoanalyst, or psychiatrist. So please do not substitute this podcast for any mental health assistance or therapy you feel you may be needing. If you're listening to this introduction, we have officially entered season two of Still I Rise. I'm very excited to talk to you guys more about this journey because it's officially been a year since I've started my journey as a survivor of narcissistic abuse and dealing with somebody who was addicted to methamphetamines. And uh, if you are a new listener to this podcast, I welcome you with open arms. However, if your journey is still fresh, I strongly recommend that you listen to season one of Still I Rise, the earlier episodes, as I feel that it might be more helpful to your situation. As I continue on with season two, I'm very excited to be sharing with you guys upcoming projects and some of, you know, the updated stories that have been going on afterwards. As I know that I have been missing in action for a few months, I'm excited to share with you guys some of the stories that went on. And I do continue to hope that this will help. So thanks again for listening. I look forward to this brand new journey with you all. Good morning. I know it's only been a few hours since my last episode and you guys are probably wondering, did I sleep? Well, I tossed and turned and I guess you could say that I did my best to try to sleep, (laughs) but I'm pretty energized. I had my cup of coffee. I usually have instant Vietnamese coffee, but today I ended up getting my Ninja coffee maker out and, you know, getting some Folgers or I'm not sure exactly what brand of coffee that had, but I have not used that thing for about almost a year now since I've moved in. And so I dusted that off and you know had it going because I ran out of coffee is it the greatest no not really but it's okay it works so anyways I'm sitting at my desk right now I've done a few things for work already and I decided to take a break and just kind of share with you guys some more insights I hope everybody has a wonderful Friday it is you know, it provides some comfort that it's Friday, I suppose. So let's get a quick word from our sponsors and I will check back with you guys in just a minute. So it's a new day. I'm trying my best to just get out of this funk. And as I mentioned to you guys before, it's really not that easy to just jump out of this funk. It's like trying to break free from some craziness. So as we speak, I am burning some Palo Santo sticks because I want to get rid of any negative energy that I could be having 
or that could come my way. I received a text message from my mom asking if I heard any news. And it's like, there's not going to be any news. There's nothing new. You know, it's like homeboy is going to be sitting there for the next month until they decide what his destiny will be. Now, I was actually joking around with Philip, my boyfriend, the other day. I said, you know, I could totally make a stand-up out of my entire life and just, you know, do what Joe Coy is doing with the accent and everything and, you know, just kind of mix some of this, you know... (laughs) This content, of course, it'll be like dark humor. Maybe there's a few people that won't find it to be funny, but you know, who knows? Maybe it's worth a try later in the future. We'll see. But, um, you know, I realize that I do not have a normal life. And for those of you who have suffered from narcissistic abuse, you, I know you guys understand. You know, it's kind of funny because usually when we attract, when we're attracted to narcissists, Chances are, from what I've heard and seen, different people have people in their lives prior to that that have, you know, either they have like narcissistic siblings or parents or even both. So it's, it's interesting how that works out because we tend to gravitate towards people that are just like, you know, our family. And I think subconsciously, it's like, of course, we, they, they, they put us in a position to where it feels like we're being neglected and we crave that, that affection and that attention from them. And so we end up being attracted to people that, you know, are somewhat similar to them, you know, and it's kind of funny because now I am seeing that a lot of the traits that my ex had are kind of similar to my mom's. It can get pretty scary. But, you know, I'm looking at old conversations and I'm also looking at certain things that, you know, was said. And it's just funny because... I never, I felt like I've never really owned my life. Like I felt like I did not have a right to choose what I wanted. And the one thing that I chose, which was to be married to my ex-husband, now I'm being punished for that. And I think that to some extent is a reason why my mom is so compelled to just really hold on to that is you know I hate to look at it like this but it seems like whatever I feel or want she wants the total opposite of and it's just interesting how that works you know I would sit there and try to understand it and there's no reason for it and anybody else that's heard about this is like what is wrong with her what is what I, I don't understand that. I don't get it. She should totally be supporting you. You are her child. For me, as a mom, you know, God forbid my children were to go through this. I would totally be 
supporting my children versus, you know, the mother of their children. But that's just me, you know. It's just interesting how that works and it's, I don't know. I, how do we go about dealing with something like this? If you're in the same situation, you know, I know that you could possibly be feeling like you're, you know, at a dead end or that you're lost. Sometimes you feel that you've got nobody there. Well, the one thing I can honestly say is, you know, in order for you to have a peace of mind, you truly have to break free from that. It's just like that picture that we see, that inspirational picture of that horse that's tied down to a plastic chair and it just stays there because it knows that it's not going to, you know, it just... I'm pretty sure it was conditioned to stay there. You know, the owners or what have you basically controlled and, you know, manipulated this horse into thinking that it's, you know, it's stuck there. But the truth is, just like us, we are not stuck. You know, we have the power and we have the choice, especially for adults to not be tied down to that and for me personally I found that in order for me to stay sane and to stay happy I have to recognize that I am in control of my own life that I don't have to worry about what they feel or what they say. I mean, I respect how they feel. But then I get things like, I have my mom say something along the lines of, well, you don't care about how I feel. But the funny thing about this is, You know, I was the one that went through the divorce. I was the one that went through the the abuse. I was the one that now has to take care of my children and it's about her. So it's very interesting how that works. And so as long as I recognize that and I keep my distance, I keep my sanity. Just remember sometimes with certain, especially with narcs, distance equals sanity, equals peace of mind. It might hurt for a bit because you fe- you're so used to being around them. And we tend to crave that attention and that interaction with them, whether it's good or bad. Most of the time it's bad, but we still find ourselves gravitating towards that. Seeking for their approval. But let me tell you, it doesn't get any better. Here I am, 35 years old. You know, divorced with two kids. Right now I should be feeling 100% confident about 
you know, well, not 100%, but I should be feeling great about myself and where my, you know, like my accomplishments. But whenever I bring up my accomplishments or if I say something along the lines of, you know what, I'm proud of myself for making it through a whole year, something's got to be said to criticize. Something has to be... I have to be reminded that I'm not that special and I'm not that great. And, you know, she struggled more than I have. It's not a competition, you know, but all I know is I recognize how far I've come as an individual. And that's enough. And if you're going through the same thing I am where you feel that you've got to seek that validation, you really shouldn't. I say this all the time, and I know that I've talked about this quite a bit in my previous episodes. You never really have to seek validation. But the truth is, it's like we tend to do that. We continue to do that. And it's hard because it's not easy to break out of that cycle. Because we constantly crave that. But this is where you have to understand that if it's not serving you, you have to let it go. And what I mean by that is if it's not serving you to worry about how even the people who are your closest friends or family don't entertain it anymore. Set goals for yourself. That's the best thing you could possibly do. Because it will keep you distracted in a good way. And you're getting somewhere. It's like working on a car. Because you know the destination where you want to be. And you know you might actually be on that journey on your own. I mean. In the beginning of my journey. I had hoped for. You know. Them to kind of. I'd hope. That they would turn around and, and say, oh, okay, cool, I'm proud of you. I've never had that. And I realized that even when I was going through my divorce, um, I didn't really have some of my family members. Like, I mean, my extended family members checked up on me more than my immediate ones. And if anything, I got more of criticism. And it was so hard. It was so hard. But, you know, I really just tried to keep myself... secluded from everything because as I mentioned before when I get hurt I don't get I don't try to seek vengeance I just get distant and that's the best thing I could do and of course it's like that for certain individuals that you know they get upset they start their little smear campaign and you know I just have to be okay with that You know, and what's worse about it, too, is, like, sometimes they even try to bring my children into it and tell them all these bad things about me. But yet I'm told, do not tell your children about what's going on with your ex-husband. Okay, how does that make sense? You know, I'm pretty sure that they're going to have some kind of justification for that. Because there's always going to be a justification. And we just have to, and I'm probably going to have to replay this to myself as I find myself going through these things and these um, emotional ruts 
is I'm going to have to remind myself, and I hope that, you know, as you guys are listening, you'll be reminded that nobody that has a pulse that's in your life walks on water and is perfect. There isn't anybody that has the right to talk down to you, bring you down, criticize you, because they don't know what you are going through. You know, you have a right to feel, you have a right to be angry, you have a right to hurt, you have a right to distance yourself, you have a right to distance your, distance your children if you need to. And nobody should give you a hard time about that. You know, just to kind of share the personal parts of it, it's ironic because, you know, I see my family just kind of looking at my ex-husband like, oh, well, he, yeah, he was, you know, at some point he was a good person. But, you know, with everything right now, getting arrested, the charges, the crimes, you know, it's like he's obviously not in the right state of mind and should not be around children, my children. You know, everybody says, well, it's easy for you to say. And okay, I, I get that. All right. It's easy for me to say, then it's easy for me to say, you know, but I, I do honestly feel that, you know, how I feel being that I'm the one that (laughs) faced all of this, like head on, like I was in the splash zone. I got wet and drenched from it. I tasted the salt my feelings should be respected. But that's not the case. At least not with my family. So it's like I love them dearly, but, you know, I've grown to accept that that's how it is. That's how they see it. And, you know, it is what it is. So I have no choice now but to just keep moving forward. Because... Truly, if I continue to acknowledge and even ponder, a close friend of mine said that it's basically going to hinder my growth. And he's right. And that's the same for you guys. If you're, if you're moving towards something, keep going towards that. Because the more you ponder, it's like you're putting more and more weight on yourself. And you don't have time for that. I'm 35 years old and I feel that I need to, since I now have to rebuild my life, my time is very limited and, you know, I only have so much time left. So I have to make sure that I'm moving quick and I'm using my time wisely. And sometimes when I go through depression or (coughs) I start worrying about things, I waste time doing that. And I find myself just slowing down, saying, you know what, I don't feel like doing things, and I don't. So focus on you. And you guys have noticed, for those that have been with me for the beginning of Still I Rise, you guys will probably hear the difference in my voice and, you know, how excited I was and to now this, you know, Life has subsided, not so much drama, but, excuse me, my language, but the shit still has not changed with the family. And I find that 
it's now time for me to break free of what's in the present and I need to start having a vision of what I want in the future. It's very important to have that vision. So my challenge to you guys, my friends, is to really have a vision. Put together a vision board. Really think about what you want. If it means taking a day or two and just, you know, going to, um, you know, just a suggestion, going to different homes that you want to maybe, you know, just do some window shopping, see what you want. If your credit's bad and you're like, okay, that's far away, it's not. Anything is doable. But if you know where you're going, you know what you want, then you know you you know you'll have an idea of the necessary steps that you need to take to get there you know how do you see your life right now it may not be ideal for me personally it's not ideal because i'm living in an apartment it's a very nice apartment in my you know in my eyes it is because it's a blessing because it keeps us safe it's shelter it's our home for now many people will see it as mediocre because Hey, a lot of people my age right now live in a house, and that's okay. You know, I'm picking up pieces, and I'm putting everything back together. But I'm redesigning my life, and it's okay to start over. It could be frustrating, but it's okay. Don't beat yourself up over it. Another thing that I could suggest is find... A passion. Spend some time, like a few hours or an hour, doing what you love. Find something that you can do on your spare time that will serve others in a humble way. And I can promise you, you'll feel better about yourself. When you know that you are able to help others, it's very self-fulfilling. I had mentioned that more on my episode of finding passion and of helping others. So if you want to refer back to that, that's a good episode to listen to. You know, I have to remind myself that I am blessed. That no matter what, all of the noise that's going on right now, it's just noise. And if you're going through things, just remember, people do not have the power over you and you know... If it gets to that point where you feel that they're really just overstepping their boundaries and, you know, just not respecting the boundaries that you've put, then, you know, do what you have to to take, you know, take the necessary steps that you need to, to just reclaim those boundaries again and be firm with it. They may not like it, and of course they're not. There might be some difficulties with that. You guys might actually... You're going to anger a lot of people, but you have to take care of yourself. And people will probably criticize you for that, but it's okay. Because at the end of the day, you got to answer to yourself. you got to take care of yourself. If you're not happy, what's the point of even living? You know, be around people that are going to make you happy. Be around people that make you feel you're worth some kind of value. Why be around people that are going to make you feel like you're 
you're nothing. That your feelings don't matter. Your feelings do matter. And you know what? Be that person that values the people around you who value you. Value their feelings. Make them feel like they're appreciated. Friends, new relationships, your children. Really value them. And that is, that my friends, that's going to be the environment that you're going to attract. Keep that as an, keep that as an ideal world that you want to live in. And that's, you know, that energy, you're going to be used to that energy. You're, and it'll get to the point where you're not going to welcome any type of negative energy. You're, it's like your, your spirit will just reject it. And you're like, I don't have time for this. Stand your ground. Because you know what? You're worth it. So be very careful with what you allow into your life. If you recognize any type of negativity, get rid of it. Or keep your distance. Boundaries. Always boundaries. So I myself need to follow that advice. Let's, uh, Let's exercise that. And, you know, I hope that this episode will help somebody and I'm going to really try my best to make sure that I follow through with my own advice. It's easy to give it, but it's not easy to take it, right? But I'll be honest, my friends, from the last few weeks, I've noticed that I do feel a little bit better. Slowly but surely, my mind is finally clearing up. I'm working on my mindset. Once I have my mindset straight, unstoppable. That's what we need to work on. So until then, I'll probably talk to you guys tomorrow. Or who knows, maybe even tonight. I want to wish you guys the best weekend ever. Dream big. Feel great about you. Feel great about being Feel so great about being you. And just loving yourself and loving what you are doing for yourself and for your children. Love yourself as if you would love a spouse. I'm working on that myself. It's hard, but I'm going to try it. But we'll get through this together. Thank you guys for listening.